Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Tuesday, September the 7th, and wherever you are, whenever you are hearing this word, I wish you my love. I wish you God's grace, God's goodness. Again, as always, God's nearness, that you may experience God's presence in your life and in the lives of those around you today. I hope you had a wonderful Labor Day weekend for those Within the United States, I know we celebrate that first Monday in September uh, and honor uh, the, the gift of work in our lives and how we can use that work to help better the kingdom. And so I hope that you were able not only to thank God for the work that you have and have done and have yet to do, but were able to enjoy it with uh, friends and family. I know, I know Renee and I did, and it was wonderful. So we are going to... Um, move through. We are uh, on Luke chapter 6 now. If you remember last week, we left off the end of Luke chapter 5. Jesus was talking about wine and wineskins, new wine, old wine, patches, and new cloth and old cloth, things like that. Well, we are now, um, you know, a a good ways into Luke chapter 6. What we missed in the meantime were uh, two I won't say confrontations, but but dialogues, um, Jesus being tested by the the Sanhedrin, by the Pharisees and scribes and Sadducees about the Sabbath. Uh, And uh, there were a couple of different things. One was a healing on a Sabbath. Is that legal to do? And one was the, the disciples picking the heads off of wheat, which would be considered work, actually, as they walked through the field. And, uh, and so just know that's the context of what we're getting for this. Really doesn't have to do, much what we have to do today doesn't have to do with those readings, but it's always good to root the word in with, uh, with what is around it because it gives us a sense of what's going on. So today, Luke chapter 6, verses 12 to 19. Let's break open what God has for us today. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus departed to the mountain to pray, and he spent the night in prayer to God. When day came, he called his disciples to himself, and from them he chose twelve, whom he also named apostles. Simon, whom he named Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called a zealot, and Judas, the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. And he came down with them and stood on a stretch of level ground. A great crowd of his disciples and a large number of the people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And even those who were tormented by unclean spirits were cured. Everyone in the crowd sought to touch him, because power came forth from him and healed them all. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. That is good stuff, isn't it? All right. Um, I know, I know, I usually do two points, and, and even then I get too wordy. Oh, God, love y'all. I got three points today, but I'm going to try to be succinct. I'm saying it right now. I'm making a call. It's not going into the, it is not going near 30 minutes today. 
three points. Let's just drill them, chew on them, and uh, and and move. The first point is this, and and I'm sure it it caught your attention too. Jesus departed to the mountain to pray. So this was after he had his dialogue, you know, with the Sanhedrin about healing the man on the Sabbath. So we're going into the next day. He'd had that uh, dialogue, that confrontation. And so he departed to the mountain to pray. And he spent the entire night in prayer to God. And when day came, the next day, he called his disciples. So that was all of them. There may have been, you know, 30. There may have been, you know, 200. We don't know what that number is like, but it's a large crowd. He called all of them to himself, and from them he chose the 12. And then it comes on to be named. But I think the pattern that Jesus shows us there is what I invite us to chew on here today. It is, it is prayer, right? And then action. It is, it is not one. We don't just spend the time in prayer so we can feel holy, so we can feel loved, so we can feel secure, to feel like we're going to heaven, good, it's about God and me, and that vertical relationship is all there is. Because if we just sit in the vertical and we don't do the horizontal, we've missed it. We've missed it. Brothers and sisters, prayer is essential, but it must lead us to action. But here's the other point, the other side of this coin. We could be people of action. We could be people on the, on the horizontal level that all we're doing is action. But if it is not inspired by the Holy Spirit, if it is not inspired through listening, if it is not inspired through prayer, all we're doing is being busy. Because then maybe it's doing it to satisfy me and what's going on within me. Brothers and sisters, I think this is the human condition. I don't think I'm... I'm naming just Joe, although I'm going to name Joe. I think within our minds that we can make so many decisions out of fear or so many decisions out of our insecurities. We can make so many in, uh, decisions out of our, our ego and our need to be known, uh, our need to be seen as as intelligent or wise or good. We can make decisions off of those things. We can make decisions off of our shame. We can make decisions off of our desire to be seen as courageous. We can make decisions off our desire to be, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, you name it. It's, it's, uh, we make them out of our, our, our lust for power, our lust for control, uh, the masks we wear. We make them for a legion, myriad reasons. And that just makes us human because they're all in there. But what I found for me in just sitting and centering in silent prayer is it allows those things to present themselves to me and say, I'm here. I know that. And to name it and to simply set it aside. And, and it allows me to enter into that place where, okay, in naming you, I'm not controlled by you. I know you're here and you're, I know you're a part of me. And I know those other things are a part of me. But I just want to find that peace. Because when I'm not controlled by all those other things, then I can hear the word of God and be controlled, if I can use that word, even though I don't, know, I don't think that's what God would, would, would say. To be open, maybe, to be receptive, 
to the invitation of God and allow and God and God's great freedom uh, and, and, and invites us to say yes to that. I think Jesus needed that evening in prayer to be able to hear and, uh, and say, okay, Lord, you know, get rid of all this other agenda stuff that's going on. So I can really say, here, who it is you invite me to this inner group who are going to be the ones who pass on the faith ultimately 2,000 years later so I can be talking into this microphone and you can be listening, right? Praise be to God. So point number one, do we take time for prayer? Prayer leads to action. Before we act, I urge us to be women and men of prayer so we can hear what the Spirit is inviting us to and not the tacos I ate for lunch today and not my need to be known or my ego or my arrogance or my fears or my shame or my guilt or any of this other stuff that wants to make decisions for me. But those don't last. The only decisions that last are the ones that come from the one who is eternal. That's the voice we need to hear. Point number one. Point number two. Jesus heard, right? He heard God well. He didn't hear God 90% well. And who is that 12th one? Man, I can't remember that name. Ah, let's just grab Judas Iscariot, you know? He seems like a neat guy, you know? I got the first 11, couldn't remember the 12th. That's not it. Jesus listened fully and invited into that, that presence one that, that I, I don't even know that didn't seem like the others. That's not fair because they all had their own issues and we know that through Scripture. We know this was an imperfect lot. And, and, and did Jesus know that, that Judas would, would uh, betray him? Maybe. I, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that. But here's what I know, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to make this on a personal level, but also on a level of community. Brothers and sisters, how do we love and embrace the wheat and the weeds that are within us? Because there's plenty of Simon Peter in us, and I mean that in the best sense. And there's plenty of Andrew and James and John and, and Philip and Bartholomew. And, and yeah, I could keep going, but why? You get the point. There's plenty of that. And praise be to God because of that. But you know what? There's also Simon Peter, the, the, the negative side. And there's also Thomas, the negative side. And there's also Matthew, the negative side. And there's also Judas, the Iscariot. How do we name them, my friends? Because if we don't name them, if we don't befriend them at some level, if we don't acknowledge their presence in, in hiding them away, I think they hold more power and more control and can do more damage in our life because of it. I, I, a great friend uh, just mentioned this to me yesterday, and, and I think she is spot on right when she says, you know what, if we don't acknowledge those things within us, that's what kills us. Brothers and sisters, we are made up of these 12. And that's, again, that's part of who we are. So how do we befriend them all and know that God can redeem it all, right? Because he did them. He did them. He made the worst thing that could ever be happen in, in the history of, of humanity, and he made it the best thing. If that is true, 
He can redeem whatever is going on within us. We do not need to be afraid of it because God isn't afraid of it. We don't need to be ashamed of it. We don't need to, to, to put it away. In fact, I, I think in doing that, we only hurt ourselves and therefore hurt those loved ones around us more. How do we name what is real within us? And know that it's not perfect because this 12 that he picked, they weren't either. They weren't either, but they were the ones that were called. You are called, my friends. You and I both, we are chosen. And we aren't chosen because we're perfect. They weren't either, none of them. We are chosen because we are God's children and because the invitation is in front of us. All we need to do is say yes. We are chosen because we are the beloved. The invitation is there. Do not let your fall fall into the the what Peter did last week, right? And we talked about it. Uh, Lord, depart from me, for I'm a sinful man. Brothers and sisters, don't fall into the I'm not worthy of this. Choose somebody else. Brothers and sisters, none of us and none of those 12 were worthy either. What makes us worthy? Two things. God's invitation and our yes. That's all it is. That's up to us. How do we befriend those parts within us? And not say they don't make us worthy, but say they're part of what I need to bring on my journey because somehow they're going to teach me and I can use them to teach others because others carry that same weeds that I do. And that's okay. Because they're loved in the midst of who they are too. Third and last point. Love this line. It's what I've been sitting with all day today, but it's this one. And he came down with them and stood on a stretch of level ground. I'm going to read that again. And he came down with them and stood on a stretch of level ground. How good is that, brothers and sisters? Our God in the person of Jesus Christ does not stand above us. He stands beside us and with us on a stretch of level ground. You know, today, earlier, I had a funeral uh, at noon over at the funeral home uh, for Harry DeMel. So let's keep Harry in prayer today and his family. But uh, the first reading we had was that wonderful, oh gosh, Revelations 21, um, where John sees the vision and the new Jerusalem is coming down out of heaven, right? And it comes down, and and forgive me, I won't say this perfectly, but, but effectively, the voice, uh, you know, says... God is now, is, is no longer uh, living separate and distant from, uh, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm already screwing it up, so I'm going to grab it here. This is great. Great podcasting here. Way to be, oh, on top of it, Joe. All right, here's what it says. <laughs> Praise God, it's God's word because mine was just awful. Behold, God's dwelling is with the human race. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will always be with them as their God. Behold, God's dwelling is with the human race. It is not separate and distinct. It is not up in the sky and that which we just yearn for him to come down. Brothers and sisters, the gift of the incarnation of Jesus Christ's birth was our God, humanity, Earth and and heaven became one in Christ, and God didn't leave. God's dwelling is with and among us, within and among us. 
God does not dwell at, at a distance, but he shares our space. He shares our being. He shares the air that we breathe. He shares our relationships. He shares our life. He is as close as our next breath. That is who our God is. That is so good. He is not distant, but he dwells with us and he chooses to dwell with us. Um, it, 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 you know, it, I will say this, and now this is my opinion, and if you disagree with it, God love you. I'm, I'm, I'm open to that dialogue. But I think the greatest sin within our church, and, and we've got many, that doesn't mean I don't love it. It means the greatest sin within our church, I believe, to be clericalism. And that separate, almost, I'll, I'll use a hard word, caste system. Um, separate from and, and over and about, and it becomes power and control. Brothers and sisters, our God is not about power and control. And we as church must not be about power and control. We have different roles. Don't want to deny that at all. In fact, I want to honor that. Um, but we don't, it's not an above, below. It is not a parent-child relationship. To the extent it is, that is dysfunctional. And we need to name that. But to the extent that we walk as sisters and brothers, together with differing roles, but with all the gifts of God, I think we honor this gospel today. We honor what Jesus was and who he was for the people. And he came down with them and stood on a stretch of level ground. How can you and I do that in our ministries today? Who do we maybe flaunt something greater than or try to stand above? Maybe it's our insecurities need to do that or our ego. How do we come down on a stretch of level ground? How do we take down those walls and become more vulnerable? It's a hard thing to do. It is a hard thing to do. Because we're not called to stand above anybody either. And how do we invite people to come off their wall or their pedestal and, and stand with us? We're called to walk together, to walk beside one another. It's what our God does. And if it's good enough for him, I think it's good enough for us too. And it's a good challenge for us. How about we leave it at that today, shall we? And let's, uh, let's pray together. We're going through the luminous mysteries today. Um, I didn't have a pod yesterday because of the holiday, and that normally would have been the baptism uh, with the luminous, and so, oh, so good. But uh, today we are going to pray the wedding feast at Cana, oh, which is almost as good, huh? So let's just bring whatever's going on in our heart, maybe through the gospel today or maybe in our lives. Let's just place it in the arms of our Blessed Mother, who we know will place it at the feet of our beloved brother Jesus, okay? In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The second luminous mystery, the wedding feast at Cana. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, 
now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, thanks for being with me and uh, breaking open God's Word today. Have a wonderful uh, Tuesday, what's left of it. Kind of late in me getting this pod out today, but uh, bless you and thanks for waiting. And I look forward to us breaking open more of God's Word tomorrow. God's peace.